Everything is hearty and I'm asking myself what the heck is going on? What is on? going on, man? Dennis Allen called the player to the sidelines and he fell. He collapsed. His whole body hit the floor. He hit the floor. Dennis walked up to him and looked at him and asked him what's the matter. He said, Coach, just my it's toe. just my toe. Yeah, coach, I got that turtle, turtle. I cannot walk. Turtle, turtle. I think I got that turtle, turtle. Lord knows I wanna play turtle, Because I got that turtle, turtle. I said, coach, when I got her. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And yes, I am the producer of the new hit, Turf Toe. (laughs) Thank you so much for uh, being here. Thank you so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. Um, Once again, want to thank Mr. Mike Hoss, the voice of the New Orleans Saints, for stopping by. And I want to give uh, definitely want to give a special shout out to Mike Hoss because I emailed him this morning and I was t- asking him about the you know doing the interview and I completely forgot it was actually supposed to be tomorrow but <laughs> I was acting as if it was supposed to happen today but he was nice enough to still come on the show you know on today and uh, you know give us uh, his his take on the New Orleans Saints which is absolutely great and. Um, you know, I mean, it's a little bit of nostalgia every time I talk to somebody like Mike Halls because, man, the guy, he may not know this, but he's so instrumental in my career path. Like, I remember watching, you know, this guy do the news and also, like, doing sports when I was a kid. Him and Jim Henderson and all those great people at WWL were very instrumental in my career path. So if he's watching this right now, once again, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Shouts out to everybody in the chat. Shouts out to everybody listening right now. Shouts out to everybody that is at work, whether you're at the gym, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much. This is a Q&A edition. All right. This is a Q&A edition. Um, I don't really have anything. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just did the interview. Uh, if you just uh, tuned in um, probably about five minutes ago. Uh, and I'm just going to be taking questions and comments from you all. That That's basically what this is going to be about. We're going to do this for a few minutes and then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Okay. Cause I know sometimes like when I'm doing interviews, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, they're, they're making comments and asking questions. And, you know, I it, normally, unless I like ha- talk to the person that I'm interviewing, I normally don't, you know, answer the questions or the comments or whatever like that. So if you have questions, you checked out the interview, you probably put a question uh, in the, in the chat during the interview, feel free to uh, post it now. And uh, we'll go ahead and uh, answer those questions. All right. So uh, Natasha is uh, laughing, says we out of our avatars laughing. <laughs> uh, 
giving a shout out to Tragic 504. Got a lot of laughs out there. I'm glad y'all enjoyed it, man. You know, actually, I got a verse. I got a I got a second verse, man. I got a second verse today. Uh, to that, you know. But of course, you know, I had to kind of <laughs> edit it out just a little bit. But I probably post like the whole entire thing because. You know, I was trying to put everything together with slides and stuff like that. And of course, you know, I'm kind of doing my work thing. So I didn't have enough time to put all the slides together. But yeah, I might just go ahead and release the whole thing so y'all can y'all can tell me what you all think. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Like I said, feel free to answer or ask your questions or give your comments. Let's see. Uh, turf toe, turf toe, <laughs> turf toe. I'm actually wondering how well our D-line stacks up against Baltimore's O-line. Uh, when does uh injury report come out or did I uh, did I miss it? Well, Yellow, you didn't miss it. Um, the Saints are a little bit on a different schedule. You know, normally, if you're watching this show on a Wednesday, we're doing this live on a Wednesday. Normally, the New Orleans Saints would be practicing right now. But due to them playing on Monday night, they actually pushed back their practice day to Thursday. So, the injury report is going to come out on Thursday, and then we'll find out exactly who is going to play, who has a strong chance of playing, who's not going to play, that kind of stuff right there, and we can just go from there. Uh, still waiting on your Spotify link, TJ. I'm actually on Spotify. I mean, if you go to Spotify uh, and just search the State of the Saints podcast, it should come up. I've been on Spotify for a while. Man, I would like to thank – yeah, I was on. I've been on Spotify for quite some time. So I should, I should, um, it should be on there. Uh, this man said uh, he got a second verse. I do got a second verse, man. I got a second verse of the joint, for real. <laughs> yeah, I just, like I said, I just didn't edit it. So I had to kind of cut it, you know, so, you know, so I can, you know, show you all what I, you know, about the song, show you what I did. Uh, do you think the Saints will get healthy and string together a few wins uh, to right the ship? Well, that's what we all hoping. You know, we're all hoping that the New Orleans Saints will be able to put together some of these victories. It's extremely important that they do. And, you know, the fortunate thing about this is you're going to get some guys back that you're going to need towards the end of the season. He he couldn't come at a better time because these guys are hurt. And but yet you're still controlling your own destiny. So as they come back, they're going to be contributing to this possible run that you can go on. But it's important why these guys are, are, are getting healthy that the Saints don't lose sight of the goal. And they go out there and they battle and fight and scratch and claw their way out of this hole that they put themselves in. Do you think anyone is going to beat the Eagles this season? Uh, I got to look at the record. I, I go. Let me give me a second. Um, let me take a look at their, their well, I know their record. Take a look at their schedule, rather. Um, let's see. So, uh, they play on Thursday night against the Houston Texans, so that's a pretty much a win. I mean, you look at the Houston Texans, they've been a little bit of a train wreck. Brandon Cooks wants out, and he's the best receiver on the team right now. I mean, Mechie, you know, God bless that brother. He's dealing with uh, leukemia, um, you know, and trying to get himself back. But, you know, Brandon Cooks is the, the receiver, the star receiver on that team, and he's not happy. Then you go up against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know who their quarterback is, Sam Ellinger. Then you have uh, them going up against the Tennessee Titans. That can be an interesting game. Um, the ability to run the football are the Tennessee Titans. They can do that. That can be interesting. Uh, the Chicago Bears, that should be a win. I, hey, this may sound crazy. and I may sound like a homer, but I wouldn't put it past the New Orleans Saints beating them. 
The Saints are capable of beating the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think the Saints are going to look at them on the schedule and be like, I don't know about that. You know, I think the Saints are capable of beating the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I think the Eagles are good, but I don't I don't I don't think it's to a point where they just unstoppable. You know, I think they 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 got some look as much as a team wins, there's more there, there's more of a magnifying glass on these teams. So if they go undefeated or they're they're you know they haven't lost a game, they're gonna get every team's best shot because now you are the measuring stick. So they might end up losing a game where we we didn't even think they were going to lose because the team may be inspired to beat them. So I think that there's some teams out there that can beat them. I mean, they still got to play the the teams within their division again, and their division is pretty doggone good. Schedule is different this week because of Monday Night Football. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday will feel like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Exactly. Yeah, we are waiting uh, patiently for the full turf toe doing your thing, brother. I really enjoy your podcast. Well, I, you know, I'm glad you do. You know, like I said, man, I, we we all know that anybody can just sit behind a microphone and just be talking. But, you know, and, and shouts out to everybody that does that. But, you know, we try to make it interesting here. We try to make it fun. You know, some things may be hit and miss, but, you know, it's okay. You know, it, it's about having a good time talking about our favorite football team and just, you know, enjoying each other's company. That's what this show is all about, you know. So thank y'all for being here. Uh, what do you think about the Chicago Bears-Baltimore Ravens trade? Well, um, as far as the uh, Chicago Bears, them trading uh, Roquan Smith, I, look, <laughs> somebody in Baltimore seen the footage of the Las Vegas Raiders against the New Orleans Saints and was like, man, we need to get this dude up in here. And he's in there just in time to be able to possibly try to neutralize Alvin Kamara in a passing game. So I think that that's a win. Uh, as far as the Chicago Bears, um, it's, it's definitely an L for them because Roquan Schmidt is the leading tackler in the NFL, right? So if you lose a guy like that, of course, that's an L. But they were able to get Justin Fields, a go-to guy, and Chase Claypool um, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So not all is lost, not defensively. I mean, that's a huge L, but offensively, you you need a guy, you know, that can go out there that can be a possible number one since Allen Robinson is gone. So I think that both teams uh, helped themselves, but, you know, there, there was a huge loss by the Chicago Bears by, you know, losing Roquan Smith. But Roquan Smith wasn't happy anyway. It was at the beginning of the season where he didn't even want to play because he wanted a new contract and they didn't want to give him one. So. There it is. And I'm wondering to myself, what exactly are the Chicago Bears doing? Like, are they hoarding money or they're just going to completely try to press the reset button and build around Justin Fields? And It'll be interesting to see. The Chicago Bears are going to be interesting going forward, the way that they're conducting business. When Penny gets healthy and the offense is clicking, will they still roll with Hurst at left tackle? I would. What I mean, what argument do you have that James Hurst hasn't been – doing a really good job. He's been doing a formidable job, a really good job in some cases. I mean, how many times have we been talking about how bad James Hurst has played? He's been solid. Now, you know, he's not Armstead or anything like that, but not many left tackles are. Trevor Penning being out and James Hurst playing well makes things much easier for Trevor Penning because if James Hurst was stinking it up and he was just unplayable, then it would be really, really tough for Trevor Penning. At least now you can get the guy running on a treadmill, getting his cardio up, 
and he doesn't have to be so much in a rush to get back because you got James Hurst out there doing a really good job. At this particular point, if you're replacing James Hurst with Trevor Penning, if he comes back, it's just because of the placement of his draft. You know, he's a first-round draft pick. That's the only reason why. Uh, this is a really good thing for the New Orleans Saints because you don't have to rush your your, your future left tackle back. You know, you you can um, get him ready. You can get him, uh, you know, in good shape. And also you can work on his technique. All the while you have a guy that can be a placeholder until he decides to be and live up to that potential that he has. TJ said he's not finished with the edits. Yeah, I'm not done with the edits yet. Nah, not done with it. <laughs> should the Saints draft a quarterback? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think they should draft the quarterback. Uh, you know, look, you don't want to be one of those teams that just out here just always digging in the crates trying to find a, a quarterback that just have a little bit of, of, of talent left, a little bit of ability left. If you can get yourself a franchise quarterback, then go for it. You know, do your due diligence. It's not like the Saints are just a bunch of inept guys when it comes to the scouting department. These dudes do a really good job at getting the right guys. Um, we've seen them draft guys like in the 2017 draft. We've seen them drafting guys, you know, who pan out to be pretty doggone good. So like years past, do your due diligence and get yourself a quarterback. And, you know, if, if you're not in love with a guy, don't draft him. It's just that simple. Don't just draft a guy because, oh, man, we need a quarterback. But if a guy is there, you know, in the second round, or if you move some things around and get back into the first round somehow, like, you know, try to, you know, get a guy that, that can be your future. If you don't see him, then don't draft him. Get somebody else and work from there. But, yes, if it was me, I definitely would draft a quarterback, but you want to draft the right quarterback, not just draft a quarterback. Uh, despite all about injuries, our offensive line has been healthy all year besides Penny, and they've uh, stepped their game up big time. Tay, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the Saints have transitioned more into a running team, and the offensive linemen, they love to run block. They love to run block better than pass protect, and also it kind of preserves them as well. You know, like, you know, when you're in pass, you know, when you, you're in pass protection, you know, things can happen. Guys can roll over your foot, you know, you know, you, guys pushing you backwards, you know, so there, there's a really strong chance that, you know, you could uh, face injury. But the way that the Saints are uh, playing right now, putting more emphasis on the run, and these guys are mauling uh, these defensive players, hopefully they keep the same momentum so we can continue to have the success that they're trying to build on from that Raiders game. When will Trevor Penning return? I don't know, you know, but – I will say this, Jerry, if he if he doesn't return until like late in the season, you know, real late in the season, uh, if the Saints making a run and they just so happen to make it to the playoffs or something like that, like and he plays, then I'm fine with it. Because once again, James Hurst has been holding down the fort and it's very it's very it's a very good thing. Because even if even if this turns out to be a little bit of a reassured year for Trevor Penning, imagine okay, he had a he had a really good upside. And every single week where the Saints kind of uh, thrust them into the rotation, you've seen improvements, right? So imagine what that would actually be with a full offseason, you know, getting a chance to develop, getting into strength and conditioning, getting into the cardio thing. Imagine what type of player he would be. So even if he ends up, you know, coming back, but only being in there sporadically, maybe the Saints will probably add him in like they would do, 
you know, Will Clap in a jumbo package or something. Like, if it's like more of a redshirt year, I'm okay with that because James Hurst has been playing well. Uh, do you think Taylor uh, should start at cornerback number two over Debo? Uh, at this particular time, I would say no. Um, I, but if he continues to play like that, I, I look at the Saints as looking at it as a competition. But I, I wouldn't say that right now. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if Paulson Debo continues to have some struggles or continues to play like he has, even though I feel like a lot of the struggles that he had was because of the ankle injury that he sustained. I don't think people are putting too much, you know, putting enough emphasis on that. Uh, if he continues to play like, you know, bad, then I would say put him in there. But I, I would say not right now. Uh, that seems like there will be a competition probably sometime next year. But it's good to know if something was to happen to Paulson the Debo and and Marshawn Lattimore was to come back. We got a you got a guy that's out there that's not afraid of the moment. How does everyone feel about Taylor so far? Uh, QB two controversy. I like what I see from him. I don't think it's a, a cornerback controversy at all. You know, uh, I think that if people talking about thrusting him into it. You know, that soon. You know, it could be a little bit of prisoner of the moment. My my stance was on Twitter. I said if Debo continues, you know, to play like that, he's gonna end up losing his job. You know, but I don't think it's a I don't think it's a controversy right now. You know, I think it's it's a Debo's job to lose. But if you've seen what a Debo did in the second half, I mean he 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 started living up to his potential. I think I think a lot of the frustration and a lot of what you have seen is because Paulson the Debo was injured. And if you got a high angle sprain and you out there playing cornerback, that's pretty tough. Where are my cornerbacks at? How many people that had a high angle sprain? You tell me that you can be the same player. I don't care if you're playing basketball, baseball, or whatever. It's hard to be able to move around when you have a high ankle sprain. And I get it, right? The guy's out there, so he should be well enough to play. But sometimes those guys are just out there for the team. And they had no business being out there. Uh, Let's see, Eagles going to be one of those teams that get into the playoffs and get beat by a team they fans will feel uh, that didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we see that every year, but they look like they're pretty legit, man. I ain't going to hate on them like that, you know, but they look pretty legit. Uh, we would bump it, though, uh, but we need to find another source to put the song on for our friend. <laughs> Let's see. It's amazing how things change. Just last year, Philly was talking about getting rid of their coach and quarterback. Yeah, man, I mean – but that's, I mean, that's Philly, though. I mean, they're, they're a very impatient fan base, very rowdy bunch. Uh, they they know what they want, even though sometimes they don't know what they want. Uh, but that's just kind of what Philly is. You got to kind of stay true to yourself if, if you're going to be a, a owner of a Philadelphia team, a GM of a Philadelphia team, a coach, a player. Got to stay within yourself and know who you are because they'll, they'll turn on you pretty quick. But they'll they'll love you forever though if you you know if you show love to them. Uh, I got that turf toe. Did his Allen rub? <laughs> he said uh, you're out for the season, even though you're playing for no reason. Cause we <laughs> three and five. <laughs> got your own little verse right there. Uh, how we uh, do against the Eagles? Uh, my well, my be answered on maybe answered. I guess you're saying maybe answered on Monday, depending on how. Uh, well, we contain Lamar. Yeah, and you know, and the thing about it is, and I was thinking about this when um 
I was talking with Mike Hulse. I find it very, 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 very weird that the Saints have issues stopping RPOs when you have a quarterback slash tight end and Taysom Hill who does this all the time. Like, you would think that the Saints would be prepared. You, you have Taysom Hill on your team. Like, basically, I'm not – look, Taysom Hill is no Lamar Jackson. Like, even though, I ain't going to lie, I don't know if y'all seen one of them QB power plays. That boy, uh, Taysom Hill, hit them boy with the juke. I ain't never seen it. Usually, Taysom Hill is just a straight line runner. Like, okay, I'm about to run you over. He put that foot in that ground and cut. I'm like, is that Taysom with the cut? But seriously, <laughs> Lamar Jackson is the, the king of the RPO. But I, I find it very weird that you have a quarterback and you run an offense where you use the RPO and your defense can't stop it. So that made me think, like, Taysom Hill must be running for about two or 300 yards in practice or something. Like, if the Saints are practicing this versus their starting defense, then Taysom Hill has got to be looking like Lamar Jackson at practice. Because I just don't understand, like, how is a guy that is just dynamic running an RPO at Taysom Hill and your defense can't stop it? You would think that they would have the answers to that because they are able to run this at practice. I don't know. I, I guess guys are different. Their tendencies are different. The offensive schemes are different. But when you – like, honestly, when you think that – you know, something that you practice in, in practice, you should be able to be prepared for if you go up against a team that actually runs that type of offense. I don't know. I mean, that that's just me. That's just me. Uh, how would you feel about the Saints taking uh, Jaden Daniels, LSU, if he uh, fails uh, if he falls to us late? Not a fan. Not not a fan of of him like that as an NFL quarterback. As a as a college quarterback, yeah. NFL quarterback, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, he's dynamic and he take you know, he'd be taking over games, but nah, nah. I look, I I, I like I like the energy. Um, I like the the grit, the never give up uh attitude that he has, but I don't see like he may prove me wrong, but I don't see franchise quarterback. I see good college quarterback, I see serviceable college quarterback, I see okay, you know, we can win some games with him, but I think what the Saints need, man, they need somebody that's going to come up in here and that's going to be able to, you know, be able to run the plays, you know, going to be able to be able to lead this team somewhere, you know? Not that I'm saying that the guy can't, but I, I just look at him as more of a, a system quarterback and what Brian Kelly is doing more so than actually being, you know, the top guy. Me and TJ fit together like Ebony and Ivory, TJ Shades. <laughs> SEO TJ is early, but what quarterback would you be avail would be available and good in top of the second round? Um, well, a lot of people were talking about uh Heat and Hook uh Hooker, but the way that guy's playing, his his numbers that he's putting up uh per game. Um, I'm I'm typing uh, by the way, I'm trying to look up something. Uh the way that he's playing, the way the numbers that he's putting up, he's not gonna be there. Uh CJ Stroud. Not gonna be there. Bryce Young, not gonna be there. So to me, I'm I'm trying to um look this brother up right quick, uh, so I can tell y'all. This this um 
this dude right here, his name is Grayson McCall. Now, some of y'all probably know or probably heard of him, but he's a quarterback. And I'm not just saying that because I'm out here, but he's a pretty good guy, and he's from Coastal Carolina. Uh, he, he's probably going to end up being a second-round quarterback. He's six foot three. He's about 220 pounds. Uh, he's, he's put up some really good numbers this season, man. And uh, he has uh, Coastal Carolina playing pretty well. So um, he's probably going to be like one of those guys that, you know, probably be a good, you know, good fit for the Saints. And he can be, you know, he can be what you want him to be. Now, I expect for maybe the Saints probably use like a bridge quarterback until he actually develops. But uh, Grayson McCall is a guy that I would say be on the lookout for. He's probably going to end up being, uh, you know, a second round uh, pick. But like I said, I mean, he what he has eighteen touchdowns, one interception. He's thrown for one thousand nine hundred forty yards. He has Coastal Carolina with a record of six and one right now. So, and then also he has three rushing touchdowns. So he has a total of twenty one touchdowns and one interception. All right, so that's that's a that's a guy that I'll be looking for. You know, I mean, he's going to end up falling to a team maybe in the second or the third round. I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at um. You know, some people that's probably going to be there in the second round. But, yeah, uh, Grayson McCall would be the guy that, that I'll be looking at. I'm Like I said, I'm not just saying that because he's out here in my uh, neck of the woods where I'm at. I just think that he's a really good player. Um, I see somebody talking about Shadur Sanders. Shadur Sanders is a true sophomore, you know, so he can't go nowhere. <laughs> you know, he still, he still got a, at least another year at Jackson State. Uh, some Eagles fan, thank you very much for two dollars. Says we are a kind <laughs> and docile bunch. Look, hey, look, Philadelphia, they, they're a rough crowd right there. They're a rough crowd. TJ, were you at the SU JSU football game back in 08 and 09? Uh, back when y'all had that white quarterback talking about Casey Terrio. Uh, I went to all the SU JSU games back then, man. We had some battles. Yeah, B Mac. No, I, I graduated in two thousand and eight. Um, my last year, we won a swag championship. Uh, we had Jimmy Oliver as the quarterback. Shouts out to Jimmy. Um, but yeah, Casey Terrio, um, you know the White Tiger as they called him. Yeah, I mean that was probably one of the best Southern Jackson State games when um, I think Jackson State came back with like about two minutes left on the clock. Yeah, that was a pretty special game right there, man. But SU and JSU. If you ever go like one of them games, I mean, that right there is almost like that. That gives you that true college football feel. I, I, I hate to I hate to be like this, but I gotta keep it a buck. If you go to HBCU, more times than not, you go into the games to hit a band more so than you are to look at the football team. It's different now. I mean, I think people actually coming to see the football team play now. I think it has a lot to do. Um, with uh, Coach Prime being there, but it, it was mostly about the bands. But when you watch SU versus JSU, like everybody paying attention to the football game, like it, people cared about the band now, but not like they yeah, cared about that football game. So that that gives you like that true football feel. Like you you see SU uh, fans like talking junk with JSU fans and vice versa. That's that's a rivalry game right there. And we just put foots in them boys, thirty-five to nothing. I gotta, I gotta put that out there. Uh, TJ Jordan, the Dragon Dog, uh, wants to know if you are available for a podcast on YouTube Wednesday night at eight PM Central. 
I don't know, man. I, I got to see. Like, as y'all know, man, my schedule is a, a little bit different now. You know, I, I'm, I don't want to feel like I'm trying to big league nobody. I mean, it's just the fact that, man, y'all know, man, I, I've taken over, you know, a new position here at the radio station as a manager. And, you know, I don't know what my schedule is from time to time. Like, I like the whole mix up with Mike Hoss today. You know, I was supposed to inter- do an interview with him tomorrow. So, I won't know until like sometime, like probably Monday of next week, if I'll be able to like commit to that. And, you know, but I'll see, man. If he emails me, state at the saints at gmail.com, uh, you know, I'll try to see if I can work something out. But my schedule right now is a little bit crazy. I mean, this is actually my first week, you know, in my new position. So I'm still kind of learning the ropes here. Looks like y'all are going to be running the swag for a while. Well, as long as Deion Sanders there. They're going to be running the swag. But if he gone, then we're going to, to me, to probably fall back in line. I mean, he he's such a – man, he's such an important figure to what Jackson State has built, you know. But, I mean, he's going to be hard to replace. So you're going to have to – I mean, he's going somewhere else. Like, I, mean, I don't know why anybody at Jackson State would just even think that he would stay there five, six years, okay. And plus, I, like, honestly, I, I kind of already kind of know – you know, about that whole particular thing. Like, just like, you know, I have friends that are, you know, boosters and stuff like that, you know, and they they know about these things. So he's not going to stay there. Um, at best, you probably get him like one more year. He's going to be there probably at least until Shadur retires. I mean, retires, but he graduates. So you probably got him for like one more year, but you're going to have to replace him with somebody else. You're going to have to replace him with somebody, you know, they're not going to be him, but they continue to build on what he he left behind. Uh, Debo ain't playing like he was last year. Taylor needs to play. Uh, let me see. Taylor needs to play for uh, that energy uh, we've been missing. Yeah, look, I think it has a lot to do, Brian, with the injury. It has a lot to do with that injury to me. A high ankle sprain and you playing cornerback, that is tough, man. That is tough, and I, I think the, a lot of the issues that we have with a, a D-boy and we wondering what's going on with him is because of his – because of that uh, high ankle sprain. Uh, if they beat Georgia this weekend, Hooker is winning the Heisman Trophy. Well, I think he winning the Heisman Trophy if they beat Georgia or not. When TJ basically did, dismissed a God-fearing Jameis, but at the same time want to shed tears for a rapper that spreads a demonic message, let me know this fan base doesn't deserve Jameis. Man, what in the world is you talking about, man? What, what is you talking about? I dismissed the guy fearing Jameis. How do I dismiss a guy fearing Jameis? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to stand out uh, out there on by you know by the same facility? Let Jameis play. Let Jameis play. Let Jameis play. Let Jameis play. That's what you want me to do? That's what you want me to do? Or uh, I have absolutely nothing to do with that. Right. It's not like I can call Dennis out. Hey, Dennis. Man. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Let me call him up. Hey, hey man. Hey, hey, let, let James play. Right. That's that's what you want me to do. That's what you want me to do. So. James isn't playing. Live with it, Jerry. He's not playing. You can you can you can scratch. You can cry. You can boohoo all you want to. The dude isn't playing. The Saints have elected Andy Dalton. As their starting quarterback. And unless Andy Dalton falls off, you're not going to see Jameis Winston. So I'm not going to sit up here 
show after show after show talking about how the Saints need Jameis Winston. And I'm definitely not going to ruin my watching experience by watching every little mistake Andy Dalton does to justify Jameis Winston playing. So I'm sorry that I'm not on the same path as you on this Jameis Winston needs to start crusade. Doesn't mean I don't like Jameis. I have a lot of respect for Jameis. Hell, I have conversations with Jameis Winston's dad. So don't tell me that I don't care about Jameis Winston. You can miss me with that, man. And definitely, definitely don't sit up here and just try to criticize something I do. Yes, I like hip-hop music. Yes, I like hip-hop music. I definitely like hip-hop music. It's like a lot of other people like hip-hop music on here. And guess what? I did listen to the Migos. And, I, you know, I like their music. Sue me. Like, man, miss me with that kind of stuff there, man. I Look, I'm here to talk to people, but I'm not here to appease everybody. Everything that I say is not going to make you happy. And if I, you know, and if if that's a deal breaker than you, then it is what it is. But I ain't about to sit up here and be crying about a quarterback that I have absolutely no control over. If I was the coach of the team, then you can have, then we can have an argument about this. But I'm here on a podcast talking about the New Orleans Saints. I, 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 Dennis Allen is not going to listen to me. P. Carmichael is not going to listen to me, and he's not going to listen to you. So it is what it is. Stop crying. You know, stop crying. Like, that's what you're doing right now, Jerry. Every Like, for real. I, man, I love you, bro. But you're crying. There's nothing you can do. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like the girl that left you. She ain't coming back, bro. Like, what can you do? She might come back. But right now, it, it, it's looking bleak. Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback. What can we do? Are we supposed to, like, sit up here and talk about game plans, bro? And talk about, man, well, let's put, out, let's, let's put together a game plan for Andy. And let's put over here for a game plan for Jameis. Jameis Winston is the backup quarterback of the Saints as of right now. Period. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing I can do about that. But I'm, I'm definitely about to sit up here and be crying in the corner about this. I, man, we, we got a show to do. And like I said, man, I got a hell of a lot of respect. Man, shouts out to... Man, man, just wins. You know what I'm saying? Just wins management. Man, shouts out to James. Like, bro, man, knock it off, bro. I, we, TJ, do you think we, <laughs> we will see Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry on the field for the Saints again this season? Yeah, I think you'll see him. TJ, you acting like the Buck fan now that JSU have uh, Coach Prime. We didn't uh, even know Jackson State had a football team before. He got them, boy. Man, you out your freaking mind. Man, you out your freaking mind. How, how long you been watching? How long you been watching the State of Saints podcast? We rep Jackson State hard. Like we we rep. Look, this, you want to talk about me? How do you think? Like honestly, go back and look at the archives. This Jackson State University had a coach by the name of Harold Jackson. Go back and look at why and how he got fired. You won't know how Harold Jackson got fired because I started a petition about his uh, coaching ability, right? And we wanted a better coach. Who you think started that? So don't man, miss me with that. We bleed blue and white over here. Win, lose, or draw. I was at homecoming. When I was staying in Mississippi, I was going to the games, even though I knew they was about to take that L. So, 
And as far as Jackson State, like anybody will tell you, win, lose, or draw, Jackson State University, the, the, the school, the students, they travel. Win, lose, or draw. So this ain't have nothing to do with no, no uh, Deion Sanders. Not my fandom. Maybe some of the other people probably hopped on the bandwagon, but shoot. I'm by the Jackson State of Stewart Hall in a meal plan. You know, like, shoot, only only channel you had was HBO. That was a premium channel. Man, come on, man. Miss me with that. We Jackson State over here. Care if you had Coach Prime, you know, Amazon Prime. Don't matter. We're going to bleed blue and white over here. Uh, I said in, in California, and some of my boys went to NOLA to watch the game. And uh, they were upset by the Raiders, but really enjoyed some Southern hospitality. <laughs> Man, what is going on here? Wait, what, is, what is going on here? Somebody said FJ State. Yeah, it sounds like somebody that the Jackson State didn't beat. <laughs> now, now, now y'all sound, now y'all really sound y'all sound like some Falcon fans. Now, nah, don't hate, don't hate the player, hate the game. You can't do that, bro. You too cute when you mad. <laughs> Uh, we want Winston to play, but we literally have no say so. That's that's all I'm saying. Like I cannot like I don't know. Like we we can't like just go up here and just be going back and forth about this. But that that's just the way it goes, man. Look, we have reached a level here on the State of the Saints podcast where if you say something or I say something that somebody doesn't particularly like, they're gonna cry and they're gonna boohoo and they're gonna whine about it and talk about. Oh, TJ said this, or they probably going to end up making some other channel about how much what I said, or, you know what I'm saying? Trying to criticize me. You're welcome for that. But Hey, I may say some things that you may not agree with. I'm okay with that. Okay. But at the same time, who cares? You know, like, I mean, it's not going to stop my opinion. It's not going to stop anybody else's opinion. And we all love Jameis Winston. Well, some of us may not. But I love Jameis Winston. I got a lot of respect for Jameis Winston. But what can you do if a guy isn't playing? What can you do? I can't make him play. I can't be like this. Jameis is starting now, you know, or hit him with the with the I dream of genie or something, you know, like what, what, the, what can I do? I can't make it happen. Just messing with you, TJ. You repping. I'm glad for the whole swag. Look, man, I, I rep Jack State. Look, when Jack State went winning nothing. I'm I'm serious, man. My sophomore year at Jackson State University, nobody came to the game. This was on a time when Coach Bell was there. Nobody was at the game, all right? Nobody was there. I'm talking about nobody was there, but we still was out there repping hard. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was wasting their time going to the game. But then, you know what I'm saying, when Rick Comedy came and you start, we start going to the SWAG championship, you know, and winning games and stuff like that, but people still had a loyalty for this team, always. And I was one of those people. Still is. TJ, uh, the people begging for Taylor to get the nod at cornerback number two are the same ones that be willing to be calling for his head when he shows he's human and has an off day. Absolutely. And that's and that's what I said on the last show, Tay. I said right now he is the toast of the town. Everybody loves him. Everybody cheering for him. Oh, oh my God. Alante tell oh my God he Reeves 2.0. But then if the dude has a bad game, man, I don't know. Sliding in sliding into my inbox. TJ, what you think about your boy, man? I thought he was somebody but he ain't, bro. I don't know, man. You looking like a bust to me. Like, come on, man. 
Rookies are going to have growing pains. They're going to have issues, but it's not a deal breaker. And I'm pretty sure that just like Marshawn is locked down as he is, he has some off games too. You know, this kid will as well. So I'm not giving up on him. I think he has a lot of good qualities. And I, I don't even think he actually scratched the surface of what he's capable of being. Uh, let's see. I wish we would have signed Andy Dalton last year when our defense was lights out. Yeah, Randy, but the issue is with that, you know, you still had some mediocre receivers out there. You know, I think that even though the, the receivers that they have are pretty average, you have a guy that's not average in Chris Olave. So that's, that's a huge help. But I, I do agree. I think that he would have been able to kind of right the ship, you know, as long as the Saints play, you know, some decent defense. But, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, who is Swag? I can tell you right now, TJ Jones is Swag. Thank you very much, Jason. I'm, I'm definitely Swag. I'm definitely ain't, ain't no ain't no half stepping around here. We swag up in here. It would be even scarier if we as fans could control who starts and who doesn't. Man, I some look. I love all y'all, but some of y'all takes I want absolutely nothing of. Absolutely nothing. Like y'all couldn't be my GM. You couldn't be my coach. Couldn't be my quarterback. And I'm pretty sure on some occasions y'all probably think the same way about me. I want no parts of that. Right? Not at all. Because at the end of the day, we only see what this team produces on Sunday. We don't know what's going on behind the scene. And we never will unless you like, you know, real close to the team. We don't know what be going on. We don't know the real reason why this dude is getting getting a start over this other guy. We don't know. So the Saints have moved on from Jameis, who is swag if TJ, that's what I'm saying. Who ain't who is swag if, if TJ ain't swag? You know. But TJ, did they try to trade PJ Williams this week or was he on IR? He's on IR, but he should be practicing. He's going to try to practice tomorrow. I do know that. Let's see. Uh, how about some wins? I don't care who the quarterback is, and I love Jameis, but I love wins more. That, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, man. Like, I don't understand this whole, like, getting, getting mad. You know what I'm saying? Getting mad at me or whatever like that. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I've. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't get it. And what does what does God fearing have to do with anything? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm God fearing. Like, I fear God. You know what I'm saying? Just like everybody else. I don't understand what they have to do with anything. Like, oh, man, he, you know, like, there's nothing you can do about this situation at all. And I'm, I'm not going to be coming on here every episode talking about how the Saints need to start Jameis. Uh, over Andy, and I'm definitely not going to be looking at every single game. I keep telling y'all, I keep telling y'all, you are robbing yourself out of a, a fan experience by nitpicking every particular thing that a person does just to justify uh, justify your claim. Like, you robbing yourself out of that. Like, just watch the game. If, if he stinks it up, then we can have a conversation. But if he... Okay, if a guy wide open, he miss him, and it goes over his head. Man, Jameis would have made that. Man, bring Jameis in. Bring him in. Bring him in. Or when Jameis in, Jameis, you know what I'm saying, underthrows somebody. Man, bring on Andy. Bring him in. Bring him in. You seen that? He complete passes, about five passes in a row. Complete, 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 incomplete. Man, go ahead, man. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Like, what are we doing, man? Look, I, man, I want to watch football. I enjoy the process. I enjoy the games. All right? That, that's what I'm here for. Like, if you want me to sit up here and be nitpicking, like, I, I ain't doing that, man. You know, I 
look, if, if they stinking it up, I'm gonna keep it 100. But I'm not looking to sit up here and just defecate on every particular player. And I'm definitely not gonna just sit up here and just man down Andy Dalton. I want that. I want Andy Dalton to succeed. He's starting for your favorite team. I'm glad we have fans don't pick who plays. We as fans change our minds with the win. TJ LSU upset over Bama this weekend. Maybe. Let's bring Rex Ryan back and Roman Harper. Uh, <laughs> hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Uh, I, re- I think you meant Rob Ryan. I think you meant Rob Ryan, but yeah, it's still hell to the no for that. Uh, let's see. I think. There's an argument to be made that the Saints have one of the best situations in the NFL at back a quarterback. If Dalton uh, does go down, I'm comfortable with Jameis coming in. Yeah. We'll be good to get PJ back this week and Jarvis and Mike as well and pinning. Uh, hopefully uh, we can get them all back or two uh, at the most. Um, let's see, but it was okay for everyone to nitpick Jameis for three weeks, man. <laughs> well like what well, I, I don't know man i i don't know i don't know where i was at man look I, I i know i do this show every week i think everybody knows where i stand when it comes to james winston like but i'm look i'm not look i i'm not i ain't caping for nobody like that like seriously i i have my stance but i'm not about to sit up here and be and like banging on banging on the door of a of an empty house. Ain't nobody answering. It's it just what it is. Unless, like, Jerry, I love you, man, for real. I want you to think I'm coming at you. I love you, man. I appreciate everything that you're doing. I respect your opinion. But all I'm saying is look at it like this, brother. He is not, unless Andy Dalton stinks it up, he is not playing. Getting yourself worked up and upset about it. And I get it, man. That's your guy. You want to see him do well. I want to see him do well. But you're getting yourself worked up. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it, man. There's nothing you can do about it. It may seem unfair to you, but there is nothing that you can do about it, my brother. And I, like I said, man, love to you, man. You've been rolling with your boy for, for a hot minute, for a long time. You know what I'm saying? I respect that, which I don't understand. Like you, for, when they was going at Jamie for three weeks, you know, I was pretty much, you know what I'm saying, right there t- telling people like, man, you know, give him a chance. But at this particular time, the Saints have given Andy Dalton a chance and we just got to roll with him. I mean, unless something was to happen to Andy and then James can come in and then we rolling with him. Man, look, um, I'm for whoever gets us a chance to win. It can be Taysom, avoid. Uh, don't give a damn. I look. I look. I don't care either. I don't care either. You know. I, I just whoever they decide to go with, I'm I'm a supporter because I, I mean, <laughs> you want to see the Saints win. I want to see the Saints win. So that, that's just what we need to bring back Brandon Coleman back to the receiver. I look. I can't even give a hell to the nod of that because Brandon Coleman is pretty doggone good in the red zone there, Josh. I know I know that probably was a that probably was a joke, but he was pretty good in the red zone. You know, I wouldn't mind having Brandon Coleman in a red zone, you know, red zone situation. Even though, you know, Jawan Johnson is kind of like, you know, 
Jawan Johnson kind of similar to him, even though I feel like Jawan Johnson probably, you know, does more, but they kind of kind of the same thing, especially in like those red zone situations. Uh let's see. I guess uh Dalton Ice is colder. Um I don't even think it's that. I just think that it's just he's the guy. And, you know, being upset about it just – and it just makes – man, it just ruined the experience, Jerry. Like, just – if you don't hear nothing that I'm saying, bro, like, just don't don't ruin the experience for yourself, being upset about some of these decisions. Because, you know, like, man, you can can miss – you can miss some some great plays and some great things that's going on. Like I, I I don't I won't I don't want you to be, you know, wrapped up in this so much to a point where, like, you, like it it makes being a fan hard. Like, is you know like or complicated or frustrating. You know, like team team already not what we want them to be. Adding on to that just makes it even worse. You know, like enjoy enjoy the process. Enjoy you know like okay it, it didn't work out. Man, there's there's a lot of things. Like, for example, I'm I'm still mad that the Saints got rid of Marcus Williams. I like Marcus Williams a lot. Like, I like I'm like, man, this is a, a huge mistake letting this dude go. You know, I wasn't happy about that. You know, they went signed Marcus May. I'm like, Marcus May is not Marcus Williams. I mean, he's pretty good, but he's not Marcus Williams. You know, but I didn't let like, and I mean, I was real mad about that. I was frustrated, you know, but I, I'm not going to allow that to ruin the experience for me. That's all I'm saying, man. Like, don't don't do that to yourself. Don't don't be so over like don't be so overcome with anger that you like you you just uh you know don't appreciate what you know your team and and appreciate you know the game that you watch. TJ, you have an open invitation to join us whenever you like. Okay, you know, I, I mean, I'll make sure. Like I said, man, it's it's. It's nothing personal, you know, like at all. I don't want anybody to feel that way. Uh, that, you know, and I feel bad. Like my wife will tell you, you know, she'll tell you, like, you know, like, baby, you can't do everything, you know, <laughs> like, because when somebody, like, because I can remember, you know, starting out this podcast and, and nobody want to hear what I had to say, you know, like it was like maybe like four people up in this thing. That's why I always tell you, like, four subscribers with Jerry, my mama, my brother. And I, I want to say it probably was chosen. No, no, no. Yeah, it was chosen. You know what I'm saying? And and Josh probably, you know what I'm saying, came along, you know what I'm saying, a little bit, a few months later. But now it's like, you know, I'm blessed. You know, and I I, I want to be able to, like, do things and going on podcasts and stuff like that. So it does, like, bother me when I can't. So I don't want anybody to feel like if if they ask me and, you know, I, I can't do it at the time, like, I'm just trying to, like, who he think he is. I don't think I'm anybody, you know. Well, I think I'm somebody, but I don't think I'm anybody to a point where, you know, I'm trying to big league anybody. So, charge, you know, charge it to my head, not my heart, and the things that I have going on. But I promise you, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll pop up on your show. I mean, I'll listen, you know. Even if I don't show up, i listen. You know, a lot of, a lot of shows that, you know, you, know, you, you all have, you know, I watch. You know, I, I check out. Like I was uh, on my way home, I was checking out my guy Jeff Nowak and um and Steve Geller, you know. Shouts out to Jeff. You know, I, was, man, I pop up on somebody uh timeline. Cause you know, I appreciate it. I know how hard this is, you know, doing a podcast and you know, being able to sit down and get your thoughts together and trying to build something. So 
everybody in this thing that does this. I don't care if you, you know, like what I'm doing, hate what I'm doing, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that's that, that stands in front, you know, or stands behind a microphone and and spill their their heart and you know into everything they're doing, they got my respect. TJ, you see what's happening. They want you to beg for Jameis to be the starter again. Like I, I can't, but I can't beg for nobody to be like nah, I ain't begging nothing. You know, like I said, I like them. Like I'm serious. I'm I'm dead serious, bro. All jokes aside, I have conversations and and, and bless you know what I'm saying and, and and bless them, Mr. Winston. I, I have conversations with Jameis Winston's dad. Like I I ain't trying to like act like I'm big time or nothing, but I'm telling you, like. I got respect, like shots out to, like I said, his is is Joe is uh Joseph Hernandez. You know what I'm saying? Like shots out to like his management team. So when I tell you, like, you know what I'm saying, I got respect for the brother, I got respect for the brother. But there's nothing you can really do about it. You know, there's nothing you can really do about it right now until like the Saints feel like Andy Dalton is not giving them what they want. And even if you're not the biggest fan, you can't argue with a high third down conversion rate. You can't argue with the Saints being one of the top uh, five offenses in the league. You can't argue with the fact that the Saints offensive line hasn't given up a sack in two weeks. Like you can't argue with that. Like you may you may be wondering, like, man, what's the plays different? What were they doing something different? I don't know. All I know is the offense looks better, and. <laughs> that's that's all we can that's all you know that's all we can take from this and until like andy dalton if something was to happen he's gonna be there uh willie thank you very much for the five dollars says what up t uh it ain't over nah it's definitely not over uh tj and ross uh bring us the real man shouts out to ross jackson that's my guy right there man guy works hard and one of the nicest one of the nicest human beings like i ever met you know you know like he's he, like extremely kind uh, we have the most uh, underwhelming top 10 defense and top five offense. And yet we sit here today, three and five, but uh, everything is still there for the taking. You know, keeping it real, look, it, it is definitely underwhelming. Uh, it's underwhelming. It's underwhelming because you know what this team is capable of by what they did against the Raiders last week and what this offense seems like they're, they're coming of age. So if the offense continues to percolate the way that it has, and the defense, maybe I don't know, finds itself, then the Saints can make a run because I don't think an argument is about the talent that this team has. It, it, it's about executing and getting out there and, and being in their own way has been the issue this entire season. Uh, I know it may be a bit early, TJ, but what's the SOTS key to victory for Monday night? You know what, Tay? I have not taken a look at that, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because the Saints got an a injury report. Baltimore has an injury report, right? And there's going to – and I can't really put a keys to victory together until I know for a fact who's going to be there, who's going to play. Because let's just say, for example, I start talking about, well, if Lamar Jackson, he can get the ball to Mark Andrews. Well, Mark Andrews may not even play. I think he's injured. There's a chance that he may not play. So I want to make sure that – the ducks are in a row before I actually make that, you know, make that prediction. All right. So that, that's the reason why I haven't said that much about it because I, I got to see the injury reports and I, I, I kind of do my predictions based on who's available. So 
that's the reason why I'm, I I can't tell you today. Uh, TJ, who that? I just uh, want wins. Don't care who the quarterback is. Yeah, I agree. I think I think a lot of people are on board with this. Uh, it's just you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that's like people. Sometimes you just want something. Linda, thank you. Um, I think it's sometimes you just want something so bad. And I get it, man. If, look, there's always something like you ever like wanted something like extremely bad and it doesn't pan out and you're just upset because you're like, man, I know for a fact if they do this, it's going to work. I know it. Like, and it might, you know what I'm saying? Something else might, you know, replace it, but you're still like, it's still your heel. It's still your heel to die on, you know? But like I said, man, you got to kind of remove yourself from that. Cause man, you can become so emotional that you just lose sight of something beautiful or something that, that you should be cheering or being excited about. Uh, says everyone can see the difference in play calling, but whatever. Um, I I don't know. I gotta I gotta. Uh, <laughs> there is okay. There is a there is a difference because you have to take into account. You got to take into account both guys' skill sets. So, of course, if the Saints are in any type of coaching staff, they have any type of coaching staff. Of course, like you're going to go to a quarterback and ask him what he does best and what he likes to do and what makes him comfortable. And, of course, they're going to incorporate that into, like, the offense. But I do feel like, Jerry, I will say this, and I've said this on several occasions. I think the Saints, the hole that they're actually in, is about kind of going back to the basics, kind of going back to the thing, you know, the devil that they know, so to speak, right? And Andy Dalton – gives you the better chance of doing that in their opinion. So I think that has it has something to do with it. And not to mention, you know, getting Alvin Kamara the ball. I think that has something to do with it too. But I don't I don't think they I, I just think that it just they just wanted to go back to the offense that they originally ran and they feel like Andy gives them the best chance to do it. Not the fact that Jameis can't do it, but they just feel like Andy probably gives them the best chance. Uh, nah, Jerry, uh, not much change, to be honest. I mean, you have like a few plays. Like I say, you got to incorporate the things that a quarterback does best, right? You got to put them in there because you got to make them comfortable. But, you know, they're, they're, I mean, I see some plays out there that they tried to run. But, I mean, you got to take into account. I mean, you look, Jameis Winston's arm talent, you got to take that into consideration when you call him plays. Uh, I agree. Play calling has been much better with Dalton in, and I think the old line has played better for Dalton as well. Uh, Jameis would uh, thrive under the same uh, old line play. Mm, yeah, I mean, possibly could. I mean, it seems like the offensive line is playing really well. Uh, Ross, the truth. Uh, we have used Taysom and Kamara more with Dalton than we did with Winston. Is true. Now that is true. Now that is true. I, look, it, it, this is this is totally unfair, but I think the combination of the offense not finding itself, Jameis Winston dealing with injuries, and the offensive line trying to find ways to work as a cohesive unit all played a role in how we think about Jameis Winston as a quarterback. Like I just feel like like if you go back and you look at the beginning of the season, everybody was playing like trash, like everybody like. Like teams were playing like straight hot garbage. The the topic of conversation was how important is preseason and guys actually playing in preseason, right? So 
I think that there is some validity to that, you know, but this team is desperate. Like they're, they're desperate. They need to win. They got to do everything that they can to win. And look, in order for you to get where you need to be, you got to, you know, I guess they feel like you, we got to go back to what made what worked. So I think they just that's the reason why they made that decision. I see potential everywhere, and it's crazy. I asked uh, Raw, Ross, do you get mad? <laughs> Defense got to force more turnovers, too talented to only have two interceptions, and both by one guy. Uh, you want truth. Depth isn't real. I think Andy is a good offensive manager, and that's all we need. Uh, let's see. Did someone say execution? <laughs> Brett, the hit bad heart. Let's see. Old Mike T can play Monday night. Yeah, me too. Uh, likely is a great tight end as well, uh, even if Andrews doesn't play. That not, Yeah, that is true. That boy, that boy can play. Uh, let's see. JT Dalton uh, likely won't win a game for you if it comes down to him since the game, uh, case in point. That is a good point. That that is something that you got to take into consideration too. Like, okay, if the game, you know, you got yourself a lead, he won't, you know, do something. Well, I can't even say that because look at the Arizona game. But you have a better chance of winning a game when the Saints have a lead with Andy Dalton than if the Saints are down. Like, we we know that, you know, Jameis can facilitate a comeback. We've seen it in Atlanta. Like, I ain't seen it with Andy Dalton yet. And maybe and maybe if Andy Dalton was to do that, maybe that would be, like, the one thing to get, get him over with even more fans. Yes, this is why many of us were so upset because we all know the team that showed up Sunday is a team that they're capable of being. Yeah. And it's going to be even more frustrating if they don't show that again. Andy Dalton has always been the Baltimore, has always had the Baltimore Ravens number. He's definitely going to uh, up for Monday Night Football is going to be a huge game. Well, I got to say this. There's a difference between 12 o'clock Andy and primetime Andy. I mean, he is he is the uh, he is the first Kirk Cousins, if you ask me, you know, like, he plays really good, like around noontime kickoff, one o'clock Eastern Standard Time, but. When it's time for them bright lights and Monday night football, I'm like, man, what in the world is going on? I don't know if, you know, it messed up his sleep regimen or what. I don't know. But hopefully he can play better. Because, I mean, look, I, I, I used to joke even when he was in Cincy, I used to call him 12 o'clock Andy. <laughs> uh, Red Rocket. But it's amazing, man, how we can have opinions about guys and laugh and all that kind of stuff when we don't have a dog in the fight so to speak but when they get on our team we rep for them hard it is amazing uh steve williams i don't think that's dr death uh, he says uh why don't uh, we use andy dalton and Jameis winston as our quarterbacks along with Taysom hill we will make a run in the playoffs well i think that's too many cooks of the kitchen if you ask me uh uh you know the the whole dynamic with Taysom hill it, it it works, right? You know, we've seen it work with the great Drew Brees, right? But when you start getting two and three quarterbacks in that thing, I think that's just way too much going on. You know, that's too much, that's too much uh, you know, that's too much game planning and all that kind of stuff. So I think that and then on top of that, you also have to take into consideration what if one of those guys get hurt? Or if all of them are playing, like two guys get hurt. 
And, you know, like, come on, like it's, it's, it's pretty tough, you know, that that actually happened. So let's see facts. We need those W's to start adding up. Uh, wings to go. Uh, thank you very much for the $5. I appreciate that. Shouts out to wings to go. Uh, I don't know if that's your place of business or not, but make sure that you plug your information on there, man. We're not that type of show. If you got something that you want to plug, as long as you ain't out here plugging nothing illegal, I'm good. Let's see. I feel like because we had Thomas Landry and Olave, the pay calling uh, the first few weeks was a lot more aggressive and it's more conservative now with Dalton. Yeah. I mean, I think that has something to do with it. I, I know I sound like a broken record. Keep on saying this because I mean, all y'all, you all have some great, interesting points. Dwayne Washington has a good opportunity for more playing time. He looks like he runs with a little bit more power this year. Yeah. I mean, he's always been good. Saints just kind of always wanted him on special teams. How about film? It's actually easy to get uh, the film, uh, same formation, just better decision-making. I I would want to sit up here and tell y'all I watch all 22 um, all the time, which I don't. You know what I'm saying? And that right there, you know, I will concede to, you know, guys like Jeff Nowak, um, Deuce Wenham, you know, people like that, you know what I'm saying? Those those guys, you know, they, they break it down for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, based on like what I see as far as formations, man, I mean, I can, I understand what they're doing. Like I've watched so much same football. Like I know who getting the ball more times than not, you know, like I know who getting it. Like there was one play I seen Taysom Hill and Kevin White. I was like, Taysom Hill about to go deep. And that's when he threw that pass deep into the end zone to Kevin White. It was incomplete, of course, because for some apparent reason, Kevin White and the end zone, they have a really bad relationship and have had one since like for like eight years. But uh, you know, but I can kind of see it happening, you know. So, but yeah, I mean, as far as like the all, you know, 22 and all that kind of stuff in the film study. And um, man, I apologize. I I, I mean I want to, I'm sorry. I got a, I got a plugger. I, I don't know her name, uh, but she, she is doing like uh she does YouTube as well. And she does all 22. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's, it's the lady. I can't think of her name. I apologize, but she does all 22 as well. Next show. I definitely going to have a name and some of y'all probably watch it, you know, but she does all 22 as well. I wish I knew her name so I can plug her channel, but y'all, y'all, I think y'all know who I'm talking about. And if you do, then put a, put a name down at the bottom so I can, so if you're into that type of stuff, you know, feel free to go to those channels. Uh, let Dallas tell you all about primetime Dalton. <laughs> Dalton got a, a bedtime. <laughs> Defense got a ball out. Dallas play calling suspect with a quarterback that's been there for five years. I'm still rolling with the Saints. Doesn't mean I can't rep my guy. Yeah, you can still rep your guy. You know, I, look, I don't think I don't think you. Well, if if, if anybody feels because you know, you have a strong opinion and you're, you know, and you're dedicated to, you know, Jameis and, you know, or if I rather, I prefer Jameis over Andy, or you're not a real fan. No, that's not true. And you just means that you got your, your preference, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Rep your guy. <laughs> logical. Look, I mean, that, that may be his logic. I mean, look, there's, look, there's some validity behind, a lot, you know what I'm saying? The, these takes about Jameis. Now, I'm not gonna sit, I'm not gonna sit up here. The the only thing that I feel, and I look, people may get mad at me for saying this, 
But my biggest issue is when people are trying to make this out to be a black white thing, and it's not. Not in this case. Not in this case. Okay. And I'm saying that to say this because when you do stuff like this, I, w- I want people to pay attention to what I'm saying here. When you do stuff like this and you throw that out there so loosely, it makes people become dehumanized to the fact when those cases do, do arrive. All right. When when a case does arrive and you say, well, you know, and there's a level of prejudice about it. man, you all man, y'all always saying this. Y'all always like that's the reason why I am trying to be clear about this, because there's going to be a time when that actually is the case. And people are going to just tone tune out because it always happened. There, the reason, like I said, the reason why I'm not I'm not saying that because this is not the case. Because you can you can look at the numbers and it shows you. I don't I, I look. There's a lot of things that I can support, but that ain't one of them. I don't think I don't think color had anything to do with it. And if if we still doing this. Like if, if you're a coach with a losing record and you got a guy that's a black quarterback that has a bunch of talent in the world and you like, man, I ain't about to start him. But he's more talented than the other guy, like the white the white quarterback. Like you crazy. Like you might well just go ahead and sit on the sideline somewhere. So in this case, it's, it's not the case. So that's the reason why I'm I'm being perfectly clear. We have to be able to be able to dissect these things and not just throw those those opinions out there, because when a case does come up, people are not going to want to hear what you have to say, because it's like, man, you always saying this. And I, and I feel like that's something that's wrong with society now. Like when we do have like acts that go on like that, you know, nobody pays attention because it, people have used that so much. And it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. Well, when a wolf comes, the shepherds ain't coming because you'd already cried wolf so many times. We don't believe you no more. All right. It waters down uh, the actual cases. Pretty. That, that's all I'm saying. Uh, if not for a nefarious, uh, the depop- population agenda, why would <laughs> multinational uh, music mega conglomerate Sona uh, Sony, uh, Warner, and Universal released to promote music that encourages young black people to kill each other. That's a good point. It's a lot of big words. Feel like I'm talking. Feel like Michael Eric Dyson. <laughs> I wrote that, but look, I look. I, that, that that's a good point. You know, I mean, look, we all know anybody. Like you know, I think the dumbest thing ever. You know, we we towards the end of the show, folks. So you know, y'all know how it go. Anything goes. I feel like when it comes to like stuff like that, like we already know, right? I, I think the dumbest thing that a person can say is their music doesn't influence, you know, the masses because it's such a cop out. All right, because back in the day, music was the anthem. It was it was the anthem of life. It was the anthem of situation. Like you think about like Bob Dylan and stuff like that, standing up about the Vietnam War. Uh, you you hear about uh, you know Sam Cooke, what's going on, right? Talking about uh, racial and you know what I'm saying the racial prejudices that that was plaguing the 1960s. Uh, you know talking about a change gonna come, right? Like all those type of things was designed 
for you to feel some way in order for you to wake up and see what's going on in life, right? You know, James Brown, the classic, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, showing people like have a pride in, in your culture, right? All these different things that were going on, it was an influence. Now you're telling me some 50 years later, if a, a rapper is telling somebody, man, go grab a gat or something like that, you don't think them kids listening or they're influenced by it? How many times, like when I was in college, crunk music was hot, right? You know, you know, you you get on there, you know, a little scrappy. Never, ever, ever, ever get on my level. Everybody in the club bumping into each other. They pushing and want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been in clubs where I'm friends with the DJ. It was like, man, what time it is? About 1.30. He's like, man, let me clear it out. He'll play some crunk music or something like that. And then people will just start going crazy. He'll come a fight. He'll come to police, clear out the club. Music is influential, rather you want to agree with it or not, right? You know what I'm saying? Now, you need parents, you need people to kind of counteract like some of these feelings and thoughts and views some of these young kids have by listening to what they're doing. But don't pretend like music is not a like a key influence to like well, a lot of kids' decisions, the styles that you have, the jargon that you use, the you know, the vernacular, all that kind of stuff. It, it, it plays a role. So I know that was a long statement, but that's a good point. You know, music influences us. It has always influenced us and it will continue to influence us. So, but back to the game. <laughs> See, uh, definitely not a black white thing with Jameis versus Andy. I think DA trying to play it safe. If anything, it may uh, be just about uh, job security. Uh, yeah, Derek, you hit the nail on the head with that one. You basically say what I was trying to say. Yeah, it's about it's desperation time, baby. <laughs> desperation time. Hey, TJ, Tulane has a chance to win out uh, and make a big New Year's uh, New Year's Bowl. Yeah, I, look, I'm happy for Tulane. Tulane always has a special place in my heart. Because like I said, I remember that magical undefeated season. I went to all their home games. So definitely happy for Tulane. Uh, the lack of support for Winston has more than you think uh, to do with the color of his skin among some Saints fans. Uh, this is still Louisiana. Barbara, look, I said this before and I said it again. And somebody completely screwed up my words and just kind of made it seem like I was just on some old, on some Louis Farrakhan type stuff. But <laughs> what I said was, you have people out here that are not going to like Jameis Winston due to the color of their skin. I ain't saying it's everybody, right? There, but there, there are certain people that have this mind frame, and I feel like I got to clear this up. There's this mind frame that, oh, you know, like a black quarterback is a th- is at a th- is a thinking position, right? A, qu- a quarterback is a thinking position, and an African American is incapable of doing that. You still got people that think like that. I'm not saying everybody. If I'm talking about you, it is what it is. But I'm not talking about you. So, yes, that is a deal breaker. But I'm saying in this particular case, what came down to the decision to go with Andy over Jameis was not color related. But, yes, I do agree with you, Barbara. The lack of support by some people towards him when he was the quarterback at the time. Yeah, some people probably didn't like him because of what he looked like. Uh, I listen to a lot of rap music. Don't make me want to go spin uh, the block on the ops, though. Yeah. But it influenced you to make that statement, though, Tano. Right? 
spin the block. Ain't nobody was like saying these things. (laughs) Like rappers make these type of words in the in the the vernacular that we use. It it encourages us. Now, look, it it can influence you in certain ways, like in the way that you talk. It can influence you by the way that you dress. Or in some extreme cases, it can influence you by the decisions you make, like going shoot up somebody or going hurt somebody. Right. But it affects us in different ways. Like just because like you don't jump to the extreme uh, doesn't mean like it don't affect you in some way. Like if you look at I want somebody to take a moment right now. Just look at what you got on. Right. Think about uh, you probably like, man, I look good. You know, it's cool, man. You know, but a lot of the things that we put on the designers, the name brands that we have are influenced by what we hear and what we see. You know, I mean, subconsciously, you know, like it goes into our subconscious. We may not even realize that. How many times have you passed a place and then all of a sudden, like you go home late on and you see it on Facebook or you see it on Twitter? Like, man, man, I, was, I just passed that restaurant. Man, I, I just I just was looking at that shirt on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Like and it goes into your subconscious. You see it again. You might end up buying it. That, that's just kind of how it works. You know? It, it influences us whether you like it or not. And, and it's not just about hip hop. It's about any type of music. Cause I don't want to just, some people on here may not listen to hip hop. You might listen to country music, might listen to gospel music, but if you're listening to gospel music, praise and worship, right? Praise is what I do. You know what I'm saying? You, you magnify, you putting your hands up in the air, right? You, you, you feeling that, you know what I'm saying? You feeling the presence of God. It influences you, right? It, it, if you're frustrated, it gives you this level of calmness. Right. You know, if you listen to the country music or something like that. Right. Rolling on a river at Cletus, getting kisses from Peg. You know what I'm saying? You you getting all excited. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's influence. You know, music influence you regardless. You know, you know, you probably be in a bag of pickup truck. I want to roll with my big old pickup truck. You know what I'm saying? You riding. You might roll windows now because you feel in a moment. Right. You know. I mean, you listen to the blues, you know, I went home, you know, baby, to be with my side piece. I hope ain't nobody with their side piece, but you get the point, right? Music influences us. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, uh, let's see. Jackson State, just like Tampa, they wasn't winning a jack before Dion got there, LOL. Southern beat y'all like eight times. But. All things must come to an end, all right? All things must come to an end, and who cares? Who cares at the end of the day, right? Y'all had them eight wins, but guess what? Jackson State on a two-game winning streak. That's all I know. They're on a two-game winning streak right now, and they beat Southern 35 to goose. I don't care. Y'all can spend it any way you want to. Hate it or love it, the underdog's on top, and we going to shine. Until our heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. We swag MVP. And we ain't going nowhere. So get to know me. You know what it is, man. We in this thing. We don't care. You can talk about, man, we won six games, seven games, eight games, 25 games. Guess what? We undefeated. We ain't knowing the swag. How y'all won eight? Y'all won eight in a row? We won eight in a row. How you like that? How you like me now? Nah. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm a jazz and blues drummer. Uh, let me see. A metal vocalist, TJ. I listen to a lot of metal. I prefer metal, but I'm a jazz and blues mu- uh, musician. Um, I listen to every single genre. Me, me too. I listen to everything, man. I listen to alternative music, right? I can I can sit up here and sing a whole Evanescence song, Bring Me to Life, right? You know what I'm saying? I can, hey, I can, you know, I got to listen to everything. And of course, I have to because the radio station I work at, we play different genres. We don't just play hip-hop and R&B. We play country. We play contemporary gospel. I mean, we play everything. So, I mean, got to be pretty well-rounded. Uh, if you're following boxing, what you think about Aerosmith versus Crawford fight? Well, it's funny you ask that because I do have an opinion about that. Yes, I, I do watch boxing. I'm a big fan of boxing. Shouts out to my grandfather because I'm pretty sure he's watching this right now. My grandfather used to watch and order every single heavyweight fight. Riddick Bowe, Vander Holyfield. He ordered the Mike Tyson Holyfield fight. Yeah, I seen that on pay-per-view when, when Mike Tyson bit Holyfield in the second fight. So I'm a real big fan. And I'm an extremely huge fan of Terrence Crawford. Terrence Bud Crawford, to me, is the modern-day Tommy the Hitman Hearns. Well, no, I take that back. He's the modern-day Sugar Ray Leonard, and Errol Smith is the modern-day Tommy the Hitman Hearns. And if you ever seen those two guys fight, you already know when they got together, it was pretty doggone magical. They need to fight because I am sick and I am tired of watching these exhibition fight by these Paul brothers and people just basically throwing their money at them for this nonsense. And I can't even blame folks because they rather see some exhibition fight about some guy that used to be in a UFC like Anderson Silva take on a YouTube guy because these other guys just too afraid to fight somebody because they're afraid to take an L. This is where we became as, as, as fans of boxing, right? Anybody that takes an L, all of a sudden they ain't good no more. Not to real, not mentioning that Muhammad Ali lost four fights. Joe Lewis lost, you know what I'm saying, a handful of fights. I mean, Sugar Ray Robinson lost fights. I mean, Sugar Ray Leonard lost fights. The greats, they lose. But now, today, we have these songs, I ain't taking no loss, I ain't taking no L's. And all of a sudden, like, if you take an L, like, you're not good anymore. And that's what's going on in these guys' minds now. So that's the reason why we can't get those mega fights. Look how long it took us to get uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. It was about time for them to pack it up. Manny Pacquiao didn't have the punching power we had anymore. And Floyd Mayweather, mm, you know what I'm saying? Like, he realized it. I'm just tired of watching. I'm just tired of watching boxing matches that I'm seeing star boxers go up against tomato cans. And you know they're going to win. Like, I, I like um, Deontay Wilder, right? I saw his last fight. But I'm like, that dude wasn't going to beat Deontay Wilder. We know this. Like, so why he not fighting Usyk or, or fighting, you know, like, uh, you know, Anthony Joshua or something? You know, like, I, I just think that I'm just, I love boxing, man, but I just want to see the, the best fight the best. You know, I, I just want to see the, I just want to see the best fight the best. Because if these two guys get together right now, it, they could actually save boxing. If you, if you can get Garcia in the ring with uh, Javante Davis, that can save boxing, Right. That's all I'm saying. You can get you can get Usyk in the ring with Tyson Fury. It can save boxing. You put um you you put Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder in the ring. It ain't even got to be for no title because at the end of the day they got so many title belts like the IBF, WBC, the WBA, real true you know, like lineal champion. Like they got so many titles, like nobody even know what the champion is. 
But if you put these guys in the ring with each other, they can say boxing. See, y'all ain't know I knew nothing about boxing, did you? Y'all ain't know it, huh? Yeah, we well-rounded over here, man. We love sports. Uh, I saw Tyson biting Holyfield live, too. Holyfield looked like uh, wanted to kill him in the ring after that incident. Yeah, can you blame him? Yeah, we towards the end of the show, folks. I, I just want to make that clear. We we answer questions, so it, it's pretty much rapid fire right now. Any questions that you may have or anything you want to talk about, man, feel free. We towards the end. Let's see, TJ, these participation trophy babies have grown up, uh, don't want to lose. Exactly. Like, man, growing up, man, losing was just a way of life. But you learn lessons in the process. Like, not everybody wants to sit up there. Like, everybody everybody is trying to run life like Apollo kids. Y'all remember Showtime at the Apollo? Y'all remember when they used to have the Apollo kids segment? And, you know, they ain't have the kids. They ain't vote on them. You ain't see Kiki Shepard come out. Show your love for Anthony Moore. You know what I'm saying? She, she come out there, put her hand, you know what I'm saying, over their head. Yeah, like. It's like Apollo kids, right? Kids saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to clap for them. We ain't going to boo the kids. And then at the end, you know what I'm saying, they go to a commercial break, right? That's that's what this world has come to now. Everybody is running life like Apollo kids. they got to have a winner, and they got to have a loser. There's a there's And you learn lessons in the process. But now it's like, man, I ain't about to lose, man. People going to be talking about me, man. They're going to be making memes about me. Like, who cares? Like, who cares? Why do we spend so much of our time? Why do we spend so much of our time caring about people that don't know us? You know, somebody asked me, you know, like, man, they asked me, like, TJ, man, why, why you don't go at people or say things about people that go at you? Because they don't know me. They don't know me. <laughs> like, why? Like, this is this is not my wife talking about me. This isn't my mom, my grandma. Like, who cares? Like, you you don't go home with me, you, you don't pay my bills. So why does it matter? Why does it matter? Like, think about it. Why does people's opinion matter to you that much? People can't make or break you at all. How they break you if you believe in what they're saying. But all these participation grade, like, uh, grades and participation trophies that they're giving out, I'm, I'm not a fan of. Because I, I think Fantasia made a song say you got to lose to win. Sometimes you got man, sometimes you got to lose. You know, I'm at, I'm where I'm at right now because I lost. You know what I'm saying? I, I lost myself. You know, I'm, I'm I had to break myself down to build myself back up. So, yeah, these days people don't want to box. Uh, <laughs> they out there shooting. Man, I'm come from the era where you had two dudes in the back fighting. At the end, they dust themselves off, they dab each other off, and they dip out. That's that's where I'm from. Now, ain't nobody talking about shooting nobody. Ain't nobody talking about blowing nobody's head off or nothing like that. I mean, you had those cases. I mean, I'm from New Orleans, for God's sakes. I mean, it was murder capital when I was growing up. But when I was in school, you ain't really – like, when people used to fight, like, man, they become, like, best friends at the end of it. But now these kids, like I said, they get embarrassed. Oh, you know, and I guess it's the whole dynamic of being videotaped, Right. You lose a fight when you was in school, when you was my age, like they'll probably joke around with you. Then all of a sudden they'll move on to something else. But now it's like everybody pulling out their phone and trying to videotape something. Right. So if I get knocked out cold, then all of a sudden, like people can put my stuff to music. So I guess there's a difference. But at the same time, man, like you're going to take some L's in life. You're going to take some L's in life. That's just what it is, man. You know, like 
it's okay. And I'm not just even talking about, I'm not even just talking about sports now. I'm talking about life. I'm talking to you. If you if you feel like you down, it's okay to take an L. It's okay. It's okay to start from the bottom, you know, and work your way to the top. It's okay to start off in the mail room and wake, make your way to the executive floor. Those are some of the greatest stories ever told. Remember that. Your life, whatever you're going through right now, you're basically just writing a story of something that's just going to be a New York Times bestseller. You're right now making your New York Times bestseller. Remember that, folks. Uh, you fought your friends when you were young and it developed a neutral uh, hierarchy. Now, if they uh, fight, they want to shoot the person if they lose. Yeah, that, that's terrible. I love the Saints with you, but I disagree on this one. Arrow got this fight. Well, look, that, that's nothing wrong with that. You know, I like both of them. What I, the thing about it is, what I feel like is different is Terrence Crawford's ability to switch the southpaw. He's, you know, he's ambidextrous, so he can basically fight with both hands. You know, so he, he kind of can switch the southpaw, and you know, but and also like he he's pretty good. He has really good footwork. With Errol Spence, Errol Spence isn't trying to really try to knock you out. He's trying to like work you down. He's like one of the best body punches in a business. You know, that's why he called himself the body snatcher, right? So I think that, you know, he likes to work inside. And the biggest issue is I'm wondering if Terrence Crawford would allow him to do that. You know, because uh, Terrence Crawford liked to fight in space. So it, it should be an interesting matchup. Uh, your grandfather, what did, uh, that means he did, do you call him granddaddy, grandpa, papa? I call him granddaddy. <laughs> call him granddaddy. This is your granddaddy. This is your granddaddy. <laughs> I know this is kind of what you uh, just mentioned, TJ. Denver is actually the number one homicide state in the United States. Denver, Colorado speaks of what you just said. Well, I tell you what, why would they be the why would they be the highest number one homicide? I mean, marijuana is illegal. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You, you would think like something like that, people would just be happy all the time. I don't know. Well. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's see, TJ, you need to get at, I believe you said your sister and uh, get those hoodies uh, flowing. Look, man, my sister is uh, too big time for me now. <laughs> my sister too big time for me, man. She, she, she got them big orders, right? She, she, she got the whole city. She got the whole city on lock right now. She the city plug, but nah, seriously. um, Man, as soon as I can like come up with a credible uh, float flotation, or rotation or whatever, you know, I want to get them out, but I, I, man, I don't like doing nothing halfway. I don't, I, I want to, I want to do something that's going to be constant. I, you know, sometimes like people are like, man, you need to do this. You need to do that. But I want, I, I like things to kind of be in decent and in order. That's, that's the old folks say decent and in order. Let's see. I feel Crawford uh, more technical. Yeah. That's my, that's my thing. I think uh, if Errol Spence get close to him, he can he can um, knock him out, though. And here's some big breaking news. I am working on becoming a profiler, criminal profiler. I love true crimes. I'm trying to get and see what I need to do to become a criminal profiler. Well, I mean, that's good, man. I mean, just do your homework, do your research, and I'm pretty sure, you know, that I'm not pretty sure it's going to happen. Just put the work in. Just like Andy Dalton took an L in Cincinnati, took an L in Dallas. 
took L Chicago and got anointed the starting quarterback in Dallas. <laughs> Jerry is not gonna let this go, boy. Jerry's not gonna let this go. He he will not rest until Andy Dalton is over there with a clipboard in his hand. <laughs> hey, he keep like when I say keep that same energy, Jerry keeps that same energy. That's what I call my grandfather, but I call him granddad. My older brother called him uh I what that iPaw? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we call him granddaddy. I mean, we always have. How about them pills tonight, TJ? Oh, yeah, man. Excited to see them them Pelicans play. Browns versus uh, Saints in 2023. What what they doing? Marijuana cannabis comes from the uh, cannabis major to help open their uh where penal glands. The uh, oh penal pineal glands. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I, I don't know that much about it. I'm, I'm just, I'll take your word for it, uh, Elite. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, uh, TJ, for streaming and doing a podcast. You have influenced my life for the better. And I want to say thank you and thank you for the awesome community and who that. Look, man, that's what it's here for. Like, we talk about sports, but we talk about life, too, and anything else that y'all want to talk about. Man, I love doing this show. Um, I love talking to y'all. And, and regardless, you know, like I said, I mean, we, we can agree or not. It's all love at the end of the day. I don't look, I don't want anybody to take anything personal. I mean, we all have our opinions and views about things, and we all want to, but but we all want to see this team do well at the end of the day, right? And I want to see everybody else do well. Once again, um, that's what it's all about. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Uh shouts out to everybody that chimed in. Uh shouts out to Mr. Mike Haas. Uh, if you didn't check out the interview that I conducted with Mr. Mike Hoss uh, earlier, uh, you can feel free to uh, look at it on YouTube. He talked a little bit about the New Orleans Saints and getting us prepared for the, the week nine matchup versus the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. Comment down below, like and share this video. This has been the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And uh, you can also check me out on Twitter at TJAY. Jones 8. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?